Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Beginning, here on Heavenward Thinking. Today we're continuing on in Exodus chapter 15, starting in verse 22, and we're going to go through the rest of the chapter this week. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled into the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water, because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God, and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then they came to Elam, where there were twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and they camped there near the water. So here in this section, we get a little bit of a a stark contrast between the last section. Last week, we talked about this incredible moment of praise. We saw how Moses, the Israelites, and Miriam, they brought this great song of praise before the Lord. And they took a moment, they reflected on what God had done by rescuing them from the Egyptians. And that was a great high moment. It was a great mountaintop type moment. Here we get to see a little bit of a valley moment and we see what God is able to do with that. We see here that Moses led the Israelites. They went into the desert of Shur. They traveled for three days without finding any water. And they, by that time, understandably, as you're traveling in the desert, would be very, very, very thirsty, as any of us would be. Uh, But then they came to a place, and they can't drink the water because it's bitter. That was the place called Mara. And so, immediately, the people definitely remembered that they had just praised God a few days before, and they remembered that God was able to do amazing, amazing things, and they trusted in God. No. Uh, We see here that they immediately, just like you and I, they grumble, they complain, and they ask Moses, what are we going to drink? But again, we see the descriptive word here. Wasn't that the people were just bringing this question? Because that, that seems like a very honest and, and uh, reasonable question uh, of what, what are we going to drink? Uh, but it says the descriptive word is that they grumbled against Moses. So that it wasn't just like a, hey, can you please provide us some water? This was a complaining moment. This was not a praising moment like we had just a few days prior. This is a bad moment. And it's a test of the Israelites' faith. Again, We're going to see tests of the Israelites' faith and tests of people's faith all throughout the Old and New Testaments. And we see that God wants to see what we're going to do when things get difficult. Uh, We we can see what uh, people do, because we do the same thing in some cases that the Israelites did uh, in last week's section when God does something amazing. Sometimes we just overlook it, but many times we do thank God for it and we praise him for it. And and we feel great and we feel really connected to the Lord and, and we just think that life is good. And then immediately something bad happens or we go through a moment where we don't see food on the table or water in the cup. We don't we don't have what we want or what we think we need or what we actually do need. And we just immediately grumble because this wasn't just the people wanted God to give them some, you know, free whatever. This was they wanted water, their daily necessities. This wasn't just people complaining about anything. This was a necessity. They needed water, just like you and I need water. We need food. We need shelter. We need certain things. And the Lord's promise he's going to provide it. Uh, But sometimes we, instead, usually, instead of trusting in the Lord, we just immediately go to what the Israelites did. And they immediately grumbled against Moses. We immediately grumble. Not, Not always do we immediately grumble against God, although often we do. A lot of the time we grumble against people, especially people who are claiming to lead us or who are our pastors or our spiritual guide, guide 
guidance, her counselors, uh, we just grumble against them uh, instead of grumbling against God or both. And, and we'll see that many times with the Israelites, they either grumble against God, against Moses, or or both. Uh, and, and that's not a good place to be. But it, it's an easy place to get to when we take our eyes off of God, when we take our eyes from praise and start thinking about what we need or want in the here and now. And it's important for us to realize that these passages, I, I don't think they're put here in the same passage uh, for no reason. I think it's, it's very important for us to realize that praise keeps our eyes focused on Jesus, keeps our eyes focused on our Heavenly Father. That's where our eyes should be focused on, and that, that's through praise. And then immediately, grumbling and complaining, that takes our eyes off of God and onto our circumstances. When we take our eyes off of God, we start looking at what's around us, we have fear, we have temptations, we have doubts. Uh, we see that in the story with Peter when he was walking on the water. The moment he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked around at the storm, the wind and the waves, he had doubts and he started to drown and Jesus had to pick him up and rescue him. Uh, that's the same thing going on in this section. The people, they take their eyes off of what God had done in their lives, how he had miraculously rescued them from the Egyptians, brought them out, was going to lead them to the promised land. They take their eyes off of trusting in God for one moment. They grumble. They don't, they don't have faith here. They doubt. They grumble. And that gets them off track. But that's not the end of the story. Moses cries out to the Lord and the Lord shows him a piece of wood. He throws it, throws it into the water. The water became fit to drink. Again, God didn't just leave his people thirsty. He satisfied their thirst. Just like Jesus satisfies our spiritual thirst, God satisfied their physical thirst here. And it's an important thing to think about, that, that God is always satisfying us if we turn to him and not turn to our own grumbling and turn to our own ways of doing things. We need to seek after him. And, and so the Moses, Moses turned out to the Lord. He could have just grumbled like the Israelites, but instead he turns to the Lord. He puts his eyes where they need to be. He focuses them on the Lord and he answers Moses and provides a means for them to be able to drink the water and satisfy their thirst. And so here we see these two different contrasts right here between praise and then grumbling. And then now we get this contrast between what the Israelites did when they had doubts, when they, they had wants or needs. We see what they did. And now we see what Moses did. Instead of grumbling, he turned to the Lord. The Lord answered and provided another miracle. Again, that's who God is. He miraculously provides for us time after time after time. If we would just trust in him and have faith, we might not get the answers we want right away. It might not miraculously happen just like that. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes three days before we find a place of water. And sometimes when we find the place of water, it takes a little bit more work on God's behalf, on his part. And he's going to take care of that. He's just waiting to see, are we willing to trust him? Or are we immediately going to jump ship and start grumbling? So that's the test we see here. And it says, the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. It said, that if they carefully listen to the Lord and do what is right in his eyes, pay attention to his commands, keep all his decrees, then he's not going to bring on them the diseases he brought on the Egyptians. Then he also adds in, I am the Lord who heals you. Again, it's amazing to see when God describes himself throughout the Old Testament. It's just amazing to see how he describes himself. He is a loving God. He is a mighty God. We've already seen when he gave his name, the I am, I am who I am. We saw how powerful 
powerful that name was, how it set him apart from any other false gods in the world as the one true God that he is. And then now we see that he is not just any God, but he is the Lord who heals you. And and such an important statement there. But again, we love that last part of the verse. We don't love the rest of the verse. That part of the verse is amazing. It's comforting. It's encouraging. The first part of the verse is a little difficult because he lays out, listen, I'm not going to bring on these diseases. I'm not going to bring on you these diseases if you do these things. You got to listen carefully. You got to pay attention to my commands. Keep my decrees. Do what is right in my eyes. And we love that last part of the verse because it's all the promises, all the blessings, the benefits of Jesus, the benefits of God. We don't like the first part because it's what we have to do. And we don't like that Uh, Because we just want things. We don't want to have to do things. We want all the benefits from God. We don't want to have to put in any effort to honor God. And that's what we need to think about as Christians, that we're not supposed to just go about our lives like everybody else and just say, God, I want the things of you. I I really want to enjoy those things. And maybe I'll give you a little praise along the way. No, we're supposed to live holy, godly lives by living according to God's word. So we actually have to study his word, know what his commands are, his decrees are. We got to pay attention to them. We have to continually refresh ourselves by studying God's word and reading it and pondering it and meditating on it. We have to do those things so that we know what God wants us to do. We have to live out our faith. We're not just called to walk around like everybody else. We're called to live differently, to walk on a different path than the world, to follow after Jesus, to apply his word to our lives by living differently, thinking, being, and living differently than those around us. And that's when the Lord promises he is going to not bring us us those diseases, but he is going to be the God who heals us. He knows that we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, to be the atoning sacrifice for us because we could never measure up to his laws. But we are told to live like Jesus, to strive to be like Jesus day in and day out by living according to the word of God. So I want to encourage you this week to not be like the Israelites who grumbled here, but to be more like Moses who turned to the Lord for for an answer, to trust in the Lord's deliverance, and then to live out your faith daily, remembering that the Lord is the God who heals you. He promises amazing things for your life, for my life, but he wants us to be a people that seek after him, not just doing whatever we want, whenever we want, we want and clinging to promises of God, but living according to God's word as we cling to the promises of God. That's my challenge you, challenge for you this week. Join us next time for another episode of From the Beginning here on Heavenward Thinking.